You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everyone and welcome to Star Wars Rebels Alert, a weekly podcast after show where we recap and discuss each and every episode of Star Wars Rebels Season 4. I'm on your host, Tim. I'm Troy. And for those of you that joined us last season, you guys know what we're all about here at Star Wars Rebels Alert. But for those joining us for the first time, we'd like to extend a warm welcome and let you know a little bit about what this podcast is about. This is coming from the umbrella of the Nerd Room podcast. And what we are here at Star Wars Rebels Alert is a short form podcast where each week we break down and discuss each new episode of Star Wars Rebels. Now, try now, we are massive Star Wars fans. We're huge collectors and we try to consume every single bit of canon, whether that's comics, novels, films, and of course, the TV, the Rebels. We are huge Rebels fans. We did an entire season three recap each and every episode, and we're back here for the final season of Rebels. Troy, man, how are you feeling about this being the final season here of Star Wars Rebels? Yeah, pretty bittersweet, you know. I'm anticipating the conclusion of uh, Dave Filoni's vision here. I can't wait to see season four deliver in a big way. And um, man, just anticipation levels on an all-time high. I can't wait to get this season started. Oh, I know, man. Are you as excited for this as you were for The Last Jedi trailer or for The Last Jedi itself? Where is this sitting as far as your Star Wars anticipation? Yeah, it's just it's just more food for my hunger, I guess you could say. When it comes to Star Wars, anything you throw at me, I basically consume. I don't think anything will overtake the saga films as of right now yeah. but um man the next thing for me is is probably the tv series oh yeah, yeah. the rebels has been absolutely delivering the last couple seasons especially since that mid-season two season break it's just everything has been firing on all cylinders in rebels it's felt cinematic to me it's felt like it's delivering that narrative of star wars that we want and i can't wait to get into this season like you said bittersweet is the perfect explanation for how i'm feeling too it's it's awesome that we're getting this tv show and it's been done so well by Dave Filoni and crew. And I'm just absolutely loving the fact that this is ending on their terms. This is an important piece, I think, to TV, is ending on the right foot. They're not dragging this out to seven seasons to where we get crunched into a New Hope time frame. This is ending where they intended to end. And I think that's ever so important for a TV show that has as much impact on canon as this one has. Yeah, I agree with you 100%, especially for us fans, because, you know, unfortunately with the Clone Wars, they didn't get to finish on their own terms, and we're still kind of getting the backlash, if you want to say backlash, in the sense of we're still getting books and we're still getting mini series here and there. You know, even Dark Disciple was basically a script that was left over from the Clone Wars. So it's yeah. good that we can finish this off here without having to pick up so many bits and pieces along the way. Yeah, and I feel like Filoni actually gets to close this the way he wants it. So the characters that we've grown to love and that emotional attachment we have with them, we're going to get a proper send-off with them. And like I said, I think that's really important for a series like this. Yeah, completely so agree. what are we doing here tonight? Season 4 hasn't started yet. It kicks off on Monday. But what we want to do here was really discuss the possibilities and make our predictions for the final season of Star Wars Rebels. 
and being truly conscious of the time because this is our short form podcast. This is going to be 30 to 40 minutes every single week. We're going to jump right into the discussion of Rebels right now. And really, this episode in itself is just, like I said, pure prediction. But this is really going to be called our Will We See episode because we're just going to fire questions across the table here and really lay down our theories and try to make those predictions and then revisit this at the end of Rebels Season 4 just to see how close we were because Star Wars, they're the masters of manipulation. They're the masters of throwing a curveball. We're seeing something in the trailer and it turns out to be something completely different. And I'd like to see how close we can actually get with that. And really, if you guys have predictions or want to contribute to the show, you can always email us hit us up on Twitter. We'll throw everything at the back end of the episode, but we love to hear what you guys think is coming down the pike for Star Wars Rebels Season 4. Awesome. Can't wait. Yeah. All right, man. Well, we're going to jump right into the questions here. Like I said, we're just going to fire them across the table. And the first one I'm going to kick it off here with is the Mandalorian arc. We know this is the first two episodes that we're going to see on Monday, Heroes of Mandalore. And I want to know, Troy, you're bigger into the Mandalorian arc than I've been. And the Season three, it was something that I wasn't really totally on board with. I've really grown to love the idea of it, though, and I love the character of Sabine. But where do you think this arc is going to take Sabine? And where do you see the Mandalorians fitting into the larger Star Wars picture going down the road? Are we going to see the end of the Mandalorians in this? Yeah, I I hope we do see the end of them because I have a hard time imagining the Mandalorians going on during the times of episode four, five, six and through on. Um, I'm more of a fan of the Mandalorians being existing in the world of like Knights of the Old Republic around the days of Revan. So I was kind of hoping they actually finished that arc last season. I thought they were going to, but then they've kind of brought it back, obviously seeing these trailers for season four. So, uh, yeah, my thoughts basically are I hope they do finish that whole arc and kind of put it to rest from here on in. How do you feel about the whole uh, arc with the uh, Mandalorians? Yeah, well, it's 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 always felt a bit out of place for me. Um, yeah. But when you throw in Sabine into the mix, it does make a bit more sense. But I think the importance of the Mandalorians for Sabine's arc is something that I think we're going to see strung throughout the entirety of the season. I don't know if it's particularly going to end in these first two episodes. I'm mm-hmm. thinking that to remove Sabine from the mix and not actually have to kill these characters off, Sabine's going to have to be put back into a Mandalorian war of some sort. I don't know exactly how that's going to unfold, but I don't see them killing off Sabine as much as I see them taking her and doing a different, whether it's a comic book series or another short form, kind of Forces of Destiny type series, with Sabine on Mandalore during the events of the original trilogy and maybe coming back for some sort of animated tv show down the down the road in between empire and return of the jedi or something to that effect with hera so the mandalorian arc i don't see closing out in these first two episodes and i don't really see them ending it i think it's going to be sort of a a kind of dangling thread that's left hanging for them to potentially pick up later on down the road yeah i agree i maybe even just finish it off with a novel That'd be totally fine by me. Yeah, Yeah, and then going within that novel, kind of going back or a comic book, going back and revisiting the stuff that they teased in season three about the Mandalorian versus Jedi War and all of that. They have all that history they need to build up again within the new canon, and they could do that outside of this series. I don't think they need to weigh too heavily in on here, but they need to wrap up a bit of this and what's going on with the Darksaber, because that's another thing that's going to be sticking out there is what's the deal with the Darksaber and how does this end? Yeah, especially because it's gone across from the Clone Wars all the way to Rebels. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something that Filoni needs to close out, or at least bring a little bit of resolution to exactly does it end up in the hands of the Empire or what? I don't know. For sure. Yeah. All right, continuing with our questions, we're just going to blast through these. I'm just going to lay them out question by question here, so hopefully everyone can keep up with this. But tying to Rogue One has been 
something that we've been leaning on a bit when we did season three, thinking that they're going to end with the Battle of Scarif and include some characters. But what characters do you think we're actually going to see in Star Wars Rebels season four? Are we going to see Krennic? We know we've got a mention of it. K2SO, Cassian, Admiral Radis. Who do you think we're going to see in Star Wars Rebels season four from Rogue One? I really want Galen Orso. Yeah. I want uh, Galen and I want Jin. I think it would make some sense to maybe see uh, at this point. No, you know, I guess she would be away from Saw. So we probably wouldn't see Jin. But I think Galen Orso would be, make total sense to see and especially Krennic too. Yeah. I'd like to see those two make appearance from Rogue One. Yeah, I think there's justifiable reason to include all of those characters I mentioned. Krennic yeah. to some degree, but K2SO and Cassian, I don't know, in the background, because in Rogue One, we're, we're pressing up in that timeline. We know Cassian has been part of the mix for a long time. Admiral Radis, I'd actually really love to see him in there or some yeah. sort of Mon Calamari, whether it's Radis or Admiral Akbar, something to that effect. I think that they're going to really heavily lean on the ties to the original trilogy. And I think Rogue One more so because we have those characters that are fresh in our minds. We've got the Death Troopers appearing in here, the mention of Krennic. So it seems like they're building into Rogue One quite heavily. But I don't really think they're going to get to Scarif anymore. Do you think they're going to go there? Um, I don't think Scarif, but I think uh, I think Jeddah. I yeah. think we'll see Jeddah pop up. Yeah, because yeah. that's one of the other things I want to talk about, the planet. So you mentioned Jeddah. I agree. We're going to see that in the comic books, right. and we're going to see it, I would guess, maybe even mentioned, maybe less less so than see, maybe mentioned, or maybe some sort of mission that uh, some of the ghost crew go on onto Jeddah just to get that planet mentioned in there. Yeah, just to tie those things together a little bit more, because yeah, like you mentioned, it really is pushing towards the Rogue One. It's really gapping or bridging that gap yeah. between the two. Yeah. So I won't be surprised if we hear or at least see Jetta mentioned there. And Cassian, I, I think you're right with the Cassian, especially with him kind of going undercover and he has uh, infiltrators on both sides there. So I think it makes sense if we did see Cassian or, or at least droids that are the same model as K2SO. Yeah, even Alan Tudyk coming back and voicing K2, I think that would be an absolute great tie. Something to re-embody that character on Rebels. I think that'd be a really nice surprise to see in an episode. Yeah, especially animated in that yeah. form, that yeah. stylized. Yeah. Ah, it'd be fantastic. Yeah. So we mentioned some planets here. So we, we both say, yeah, probably we're going to see Jeddah or at least some sort of mention of it. We know we're going to Yavin. How about Mustafar and Vader's castle? Do you think we're going to get any hints towards that? Ooh, I don't think so. That would be awesome, though. Yeah. Oh, man. That would be really cool, actually, to see. I just, I don't think we're going to see Vader as much as I want Vader back in here. I, I don't. I don't think the season calls for him to make an appearance. I don't know. Do you think Vader and Mustafar will pop up? You know what? There was, I think it was in season two, there's that episode where Kanan calls Mustafar uh, the place where Jedi go to die. I believe it was Kanan right. that said that. And yeah. I don't know, with the appearance of Vader's castle in Rogue One, is there room for Vader, Mustafar, and Vader's castle in here? I really do think so. I'm, yeah. I'm going to be yes for a lot of this because I yeah. think they have the opportunity here with this right. 15 episodes to really throw everything on the table here and really tie into the original trilogy. We've seen as this whole series has progressed, them really starting to push towards whether it's the score, the cinematography of it, the, the, the style of the, the transitions between scenes, the characters that have been involved that were really moving into that Rogue One, A New Hope time frame. Right. And with the appearance of the X-Wings and all that, I think that there's a lot of room in here to bring in characters. Whether they serve the actual narrative or not is going to be really questionable. Yeah. But to bring them in and have them appear, I think that's just going to get people that much more hype. Because we know what the first nine episodes are. 
We don't know right. what the back six are. So I'm thinking that somewhere in there, there's going to be a hint or a mention or something to do with Vader. I don't think they can leave him out of this series. At least he's concluding last episodes, whether it's in the last six or so. I hope not. Um, the only other thing is, too, I think a little theory. I think we might see Mustafar maybe pop up in The Last Jedi. There were there were hints and rumors that they mentioned before that Kylo Ren might make an appearance on Mustafar. Yeah. And looking at that last trailer, you know, we do see the kind of the flames in the background. Mm-hmm. I would be surprised if that possibly, if it not Luke's old uh, temple, yeah. it might be Mustafar even, which would be a kind of cool drawback. So I don't know if they, they give us two of those. I don't know if we get Mustafar animated form and then the same year also on the big screen. I just don't know though. Who knows? It's all pretty... Um, theorized here at this point i guess you could say <laughs> yeah mustafar is a tough one because yeah. the appearance of vader's castle in rogue one there wasn't a whole lot of relevance to the actual story for that right that no. seemed like it was inserted in there for another reason and i think you're probably right it's probably more suited towards an appearance in the last jedi and that's what they're building towards is hey here's this castle that vader was in now we all know it from when we go into The Last Jedi. But it would right. be really cool to have a hint at it here again. Even just oh. some sort of inclining towards Mustafar. And again, this idea of this is where Jedi go to die. Just kind of leaning on that a bit. Because as we get towards the end of this season, we're going to really have to answer that question as to where the Jedi went. And yes. Mustafar and connecting up Vader as as this final purge of the Jedi. Oh, I, I there's, there's something there, I think, that we're going to see. So I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say we're going to see Vader in this season. Maybe not Mustafar, but I'm going to say Vader, yes. Nice. Um, Speaking of planets, my last planet here I think we might see, maybe you agree or not, is Elam. Um, I think that's how you pronounce it. We did uh, see it and read it, or I guess we we read it uh, in the Ahsoka novel. We also played it in the game of Knights of the Old Republic, basically where uh, Ahsoka went to uh, form her crystals, kyber crystals. Do you think we could see that planet pop up in this final season? I don't know. Cobra Crystal Plant, Ilum. So that was in the novel, right? Yes. Yeah. So is that where she got the second? No, that was from the uh, Inquisitor. I don't know if we're going to see a planet like that. I, right. Is there is there room for more exploration of the, the idea of the Kyber Crystals? We've gotten a lot of that in the comic books right. and in with Rogue One. Rogue One, yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't really know. I'm going to say no on that one. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool, what, cool. What about Alderaan? I, I hope so, because I feel like we've kind of been gypped. I think we should have seen that in um, Rogue One. Yeah, we should have. To be honest. <laughs> so I hope we do see that. I think that'd be awesome if you know if you could see Leia and Bale on. on uh, oh, that'd be great. Yeah, that's kind of where I was going with that, is that there's room in here again for appearance by Bale. I think we've seen him in the trailer. I can't remember. I should have watched him before I started recording. But I think so. I think yeah. we do. And Leia is the character we saw in season one. Two. Or is it two? I think two. Yeah, two. Sorry. And yeah, is there room for a Bale, Leia, and Alderaan appearance in this? I think so. What do you think? Absolutely. Again, tying those tissues to uh, to Rogue One. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. And getting in, going back to Rogue One here, we know we're getting Saw Gerrera in here. We know we're getting an evolved form of Saw Gerrera. Do you think that they're going to really show and demonstrate how he broke away from the Rebellion as well as how he turned into who he appears to be in Rogue One, because going from his appearance in Season 3 to what we get in Rogue One, there's a lot of change that needs to happen. Do you think they're going to show something really dramatic happen to Saw Gerrera in this season? I hope so. Um, I never did pick up his novel, 
between him and Jin. No, I, I haven't read Catalyst that. And I, and I know you did too. So I don't know. It, that character is so interesting in my eyes because if you look at the him evolve from Clone Wars to last season's uh, Rebels to this season to finally film in Rogue One, man, it's a major transformation. It's Huge. Just, it's on par with uh, Anakin pretty much. So except we know Anakin's transformation. I don't feel like we have enough about Saw. So I, I hope we do get that full reveal in this in this season because I need those things to start tying in together. Yeah, that book Rebel Rising, I haven't read it yet. I do have it on digital download right now sitting yeah. in the queue. But nice. it, it probably does a lot more of the explaining as to how he's gone in that more extremist direction. But I think Rebels, although it is somewhat constrained being on Disney and that, I think it's an appropriate forum for showing a bit more how even his look progressed because yes. the way he looks in rogue one he is in rough shape and right. when we saw him in season three he was okay they, they kind of explained the lung thing that he right. was breathing in that insecticide for so long that's probably where he's going to have the breathing apparatus but he's missing a leg he is yeah. beat up in rogue right. one and we got to get there before really the end of the season and you know what? They might just do it because last season they did tease that bomb between his legs there. We thought, oh, yeah. oh is this it? Yeah. <laughs> so they must know what they're doing. So maybe that was a wink at us and maybe they'll, uh, you know, complete the transformation in this season here. I think it'd be great. I think, like we said, it's it's leaning a lot on Rogue One, but I'm happy with that. I want more of that. I, I think that's where Stores Rebels has really captured me is that it's we have all these great new characters that they've introduced and that we've grown so attached to but also it's it's kind of tying in the larger canon of the Star Wars universe it has really driven me towards this tv show and season three i think that's why it's my favorite season is because we're seeing things like thrawn and the death troopers and the inclusion of mon mothman the mention of yavin there's so much in there and i think we're gonna get way more of that in season four Oh, yeah. Major payoff, I'd say. Yeah. Yep. All right. So we both – or did you land on a Vader prediction or not? I said yes. Um, yeah, you said yes. I think maybe not, but I do think – or sorry. I think maybe Vader, but I don't think Mustafar. Okay, yeah. cool. What about the Emperor? Oh, see, the Emperor is tricky. I think they just announced – was it a couple of weeks back that um, – I forgot the actor's name. Ian, Ian McDermott. Right. Was, was spotted recording. Yeah, that was so, in London, yeah. Right. So I don't know if that's for – uh, for Rebels, the only thing is I would have figured he would have already done all that a while back. Um, I do know they have Sam Witwer as well, which he could also do, um, the Emperor. So I just don't know. I think it'd be nice to have him, though, or at least to see him on a hologram. I yeah. think that'd be great. That's all we need. Those lines were either for Rebels or Battlefront 2. Because we know he exactly. makes an appearance in that red suit hologram thing, right? Exactly, yeah. So I don't know if that was that late in the game that he was recording lines for that. I'm assuming, I haven't played the game yet, but I'm assuming yeah. he has a few in there. And so that would be pretty cool to have him actually do the lines for that. But the yeah. Emperor in this, we've seen Vader, we've seen Thrawn, we've seen Tarkin. Ooh, the Vader, is that the next step? I'm going to say yes. I yeah. think we're going to see the Emperor. I'm, gonna, I'm the yes man today, but I really <laughs> do think they're going to throw everything out this season. And so I'm saying yes for the Emperor. In full form or hologram or what do you think? Uh, I think <laughs> I, I want to say full form, but they may end up loopholing and doing some sort of hologram. But that's the thing is that we've seen him in the comic books up on in hologram form, kind of almost on the hollow net. But he's yeah. been always thought to be more of a recluse. And not really wanting to show his face and all that. So right. I think if anything, if we're going to get an Emperor appearance, it'll be him directly communicating with Thrawn. Because I'm about yeah. halfway through the Thrawn book. 
And we know that the Emperor, and I'm not, spoiler a little bit, but not really. We know that the Emperor has some sort of favor towards Thrawn. So there is a relationship that they established relatively early on in that book. And so it's not out of the question that Thrawn would be directly communicating with the Emperor. Interesting. So he favors what, Thrawn over Vader, or he just favors him over most just, other animals? Just in general. Like okay. He was kind of hand-plucked. And, That's and, interesting. And put into the Imperial ranks. I haven't finished the books. So I don't know okay. if their relationship deteriorates. <laughs> Obviously not because he becomes a Grand Admiral. But right. yeah, so there's something there. So I don't doubt that he would be directly communicating with the Emperor in some form. I think it's just an easy way to put a character in that's like, oh, here's another tie to the original trilogy. Right. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I like that's, it. That's, that's where I'm sitting with that. Nice. What about the so we got the whole force. This has been something that's been evolving a lot in Rebels, and they've really more so than any other media within Star Wars. This is where they've kind of started to question the force in itself, the the good versus evil, and the kind of that in between part. Um, and with that, we had the Bendu first revealed in Rebels as being the man in the middle to a degree, right? Yeah. Do you think we're going to see the Bendu return and return in the form of the storm or something that's more of a, um, not so much a mentor, but someone that, that Kanan uses to bounce ideas off of? What do you think of the Bendu and him returning in this season? Yeah, I'd say they'd have to. I think they have to con- conclude the Bendu in this uh, for a couple of reasons. One, I think the Bendu serves this platform better, the animated platform a lot better as yeah. as opposed to live. Or I guess you could probably see him in a comic book form. Um, two, I'm guessing he kind of takes on the like an avatar appearance of depending what planet he's on. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure he's going to shift it to some other planet. So he'll probably look a lot different than what he did. And, uh, and three, he also did call out Thrawn. I think he has something, some kind of tie or he'll see the downfall of Thrawn in some way. I think we're going to see him kind of there if, if Thrawn bites it at yeah. the end of the season. So I, 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 I'm willing to bet money we'll see the Bendu probably yeah. in this one. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to evolve more with this running theory I have about Kanan becoming part of more of the living force and right. becoming less of a Jedi. And, and this whole idea with the Lothal or that wolf and all that, that there's something bigger going on there with the force. Right. And I think that Bendu is going to tie into that. And this is where I also think that Ahsoka is going to tie into it because we had teased by Filoni himself at celebration that Ahsoka lives. Yes. Now what form that it's exactly going to take is up for debate. And that's what we're here to do. So how do you think Ahsoka is going to factor into this? Is she going to factor in with the Bendu or something more with the force? How do you think we're going to see Ahsoka in the season or are we going to see Ahsoka in the season? Uh, that's a tough one. That's probably going to be the toughest one throughout this whole uh, podcast here. I just don't know with her. I mean, she must live. She's definitely not the wolf, but I don't. I don't know how they do it. I know you have your cool theory, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna jack that one. I'll, I'll let you explain it. But I just don't really know how they bring her back in again. Rebels is that platform, and same with the Clone Wars, where you can explore more of these the fantasy elements of the Force. And I know going back to the Rogue, not Rogue One, going back to the Clone Wars series, we did have a couple uh, episodes that dealt with the planet, Mor- uh, the Mortis, the Mortis arc. Yeah. And maybe that might have some influence going forward with Ahsoka because she was also on that planet with Anakin and Obi-Wan. So maybe she'll have some kind of tie-in with that. I, I just really don't know. That's a tough call. Yeah. So the the theory that you've alluded to of mine is that, I called it force tripping, but we've got this this whole arc or this 
overarching wolf and idea of the force and the with the jedis and all that and i really think that from the trailer what we saw with the wolf and i could be completely off base here but that there's something more there that Kanan and Ezra go on some sort of exploratory mission where they go and explore beyond kind of the physical realm and that the wolf is guiding him through this journey. And this is where they're going to see Ahsoka is not so much alive because I think that I think she died when she faced Vader. That That's my prediction. A lot of people still think she lives, but to me, I think she's stuck in some sort of Jedi purgatory. I think she's yeah. stuck in between life and death. She had that battle with Vader, so physically she's died, but within the Force, because she had separated herself from the Jedi, and because she had separated herself from the Force in a sense, that she's kind of stuck in the middle. So she's not going to come as a Force ghost, but she's not actually dead. She's going to be there, and I think her last mission or her last contribution to this overall battle against the Empire is going to be guiding Kanan and Ezra through something more, something beyond the actual physical form of the Force. Right. And so I think that's how she's going to factor into this. She doesn't live in the physical sense, but she lives within the Force. And once she's guided Kanan and Ezra through this journey, then she's going to have the ability to pass through into and become part more of this living Force idea. Yes, and I'm on board with that because if it's anything else, really, I just... I'll kind of have to go back to Twilight Apprentice as much as I love that episode. And I'll kind of have to fault Star Wars or Dave at some point there because I feel like at that point they should have just killed her off and just and just made it known yeah. instead of leaving this character kind of dangling and we just don't know what to do with her. So if, if it's not your theory, and I know that's, that's a lot riding on it, but <laughs> if, if it's not, then I'm going to be a little upset because I, don't, I just don't see what else you do with her. You know? No, and that to me, that's a fitting way to reuse the character, but yeah. also to have Twilight the Apprentice mean something. Like her exactly. dying at the hands of Vader is appropriate for the character. Yes, and definitely. it's appropriate for the evolution of Anakin. It's appropriate for the evolution or the end of Ahsoka as well. Yeah. So that's that's where I'm kind of sitting with all that. I know you're on board with that. So we'll see here. Probably not to the end of the the series or somewhere in between there, because we did see some of that within the trailer. So they're probably only showing the first eight or so episodes. Yeah. So hopefully within this original arc or this original before we go on some sort of break, we do get some resolution to the Ahsoka lives tease that Filoni put out there at Celebration. Yeah, I still need that t-shirt. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> All right, so this next section is going to be called Death Watch because when we go back to season one, season two, even into season three, we're always predicting that the ghost crew had to die in some form or some capacity to actually make it through into the New Hope time frame. So we're going to go through all of the ghost crew here. We know that Chopper and Hera make it out because of their mention in Rogue One. So we're going to skip over them because we're going to be talking a lot about Hera on the main cast because she's going to be such a huge part of this season. But we know she makes it through. But let's kick it off with someone that we probably all can get on board with is not going to make it out of this. And that's Callus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Callus is done. Yeah. For sure. I thought he's going to bite at the end of that last season. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. But he's... Fully fledged, she's fully part of the rebellion at this point. And the three theory that you had thrown out there quite a while ago was that Callus was going to take the place of Rook as being the one that actually kills Thrawn, the person that is close to Thrawn that actually kills him. Yeah. Do you still believe in that theory? He's away from the Empire. He doesn't have that that relationship or that proximity even to Thrawn anymore. 
yeah, I, I think he very well still could be the person to do it, especially, um, you know, going down to the last couple episodes there of last season. They built up more tension between those two characters. And um, I think it'd be pretty fitting to have someone like Callus uh, be the one to take Thrawn out still, even more so. Yeah, I agree. I agree that he is going to die. I don't know. Yeah. This will be the next question. I don't know yeah. if Thrawn's going to die. Do you think that Thrawn is going to bite it in this? They've got a lot invested in this character. They've got a book. Timothy Zahn just announced another book, Thrawn Alliances, that's coming out that's going to feature Darth Vader. Yeah. So we know it's sometime within the original trilogy into, I guess, Rogue One or just before that, this whole Rebels time frame maybe. But do you think Thrawn is going to make it through this? Do you think that we could see him on the other side of the original trilogy? Yeah, see, he's another one. I'd say Thrawn has to bite it. It just wouldn't make sense for him to be hiding this whole time and then popping up at in episode nine or something. It just it wouldn't make sense. And it wouldn't make sense to have him kind of behind the scenes, let's just say, from here on into episode four or five. It, it just wouldn't make sense even to give him a little mini comic run between that time frame and then kill him off then. Um, either way, he's going to have to bite it at some point because he, he's just not existing around then. I say if you reintroduce him into canon in Rebels, then you might as well end him in Rebels. Don't do it through a book because the audience that Rebels has, a lot of it's older, but still some of them are kids. They're not going to pick up a novel no. to, to conclude his story, right? So it would just make more sense to finish him off here. And I guess the novel you mentioned, I think it still takes place before this, but after obviously uh the novel you're reading right now yeah so I, I think the ground would be made for him to die in this season season four all right well i'm gonna say no on thrawn dying so i'm gonna say that they're gonna use this character beyond rogue one a new hope and oh. i don't know if this has to do with what they're exploring in the book a bit there was a bit of reference to thrawn in the aftermath trilogy not to him being alive or him being physically present but just right. some of the concepts that came up and what him and the emperor were trying to do so i'm gonna say yes i'm gonna say that he ends up getting sent off or takes himself out and goes back out into wild space um, okay. wherever he's from there and that's where they're gonna put him and kind of leave him there i agree with you maybe it's not the best way to end the thrawn arc or end that character but i think right. they're gonna put him on the shelf for later maybe he pops back up as some sort of nemesis in another animated series within a comic book or something like that it's gonna be tough because they could again even after aftermath and there's still a whole bunch of time in between the aftermath and bloodline force awakens and force awakens. i guess 30 years right yeah so there's a lot of time in there that they could still use this character and kind of maybe re-explore a bit some of the thrawn the original thrawn trilogy and all that i don't know if they want to rehash that but i'm going to say that they're going to leave his ending somewhat ambiguous and that may leave some fans a bit upset because we're not getting a, a whole conclusion to the story but mm. i'm thinking they got a lot invested in this character right now and they're not quite done with him yet yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Yeah. We'll have to see. Got to figure out what the Bendu meant there at the last uh, last season. <laughs> exactly. Well, I can be picked up anywhere. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the Ghost Crew. This is a crew of characters that we're all really emotionally attached to, but we've all been predicting for years that they're going to have to kill them all off, especially the two Jedi in here. But before we get into them, because they're going to be a bit of a longer conversation, let's start off with Zeb, the last of the Lasat. Do you think Zeb makes it out of season four? This guy's a survivor, you know. I think since season two, I've been calling the prediction he's gonna bite it, and mm -hmm. he keeps he keeps making it through, you know. Um, <laughs> this season, though, I'm I'm gonna sound like a broken record. I think this season he has to bite it. I don't yeah. 
but you know the, the thing is with this character he's also someone that could very easily fall into the background and you wouldn't even notice it, yeah. it would be totally okay you know so um yeah i'll i'll say i'll say he uh, i say every time he's gonna die i'll just i'll just stick with that and <laughs> say he's gonna die i feel like i'm saying everyone's gonna die but it just makes sense so I'll say uh, Zeb's out. Yeah. Well, you know, I was with you there for a long time. I thought for sure they were going to sacrifice a character in season three. And I thought it's definitely Zeb. Yeah. This is a character that you can see making a sacrifice for the greater good. And I really think that's where we're going to land. It's like, I know it's a kid show, but yeah. someone has got to make the sacrifice. And Zeb seems like that warrior that can right. make the sacrifice. The other one would be Captain Rex. But there's that maybe a confirmation that he does show up in return of the Jedi. Yeah. They confirmed that they did uh, a couple times. Yeah. So he would be the other character that I would say is teetering on the edge of, you know, could make a, a sacrifice for the rebellion and essentially kill themselves in the name, like Sato did at the end of season three, right. In the right. name of the rebellion and to save Hera, whomever, could Zeb be that character? I really think they need that. They need to bring and draw on that emotion. And Zeb dying seems like the character. There's, I guess you could throw Kanan into that mix as well. Right. As being yeah. the character that sacrificed himself for the greater rebellion. So oh, I'm going to yeah. say Zeb, yes, is going to bite it this season. Captain Rex, no. Yeah, no, definitely not Captain Rex. Zeb, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Now, what about Sabine? We kind of touched on her earlier. I think we threw our predictions, but let's just reaffirm them here. Where do you think she's going to end up at the end of season four? Yeah, I, th I think she'll make it out. She's such a fan favorite. She she pretty much won me over last season completely. She was great. I, and I, I just don't see them killing her off. No, maybe going off somewhere else to do with the Mandalorians or, or raising them, then bringing them back between, I don't know, episode six and seven you can have a whole arc there but yeah. i think she's safe yeah i agree i think she's gonna end up spinning out into the, a mandalorian whether it's a novel or a comic book or another series or something like that i think you'll see her or that will be the explanation for her absence within the original trilogy or whatever is that she's off taking care of business on mandalore yeah yeah so our two jedi here let's kick it off with kanan what do you think kanan's fate is going to be within Rebels Season 4. Yeah, I, I think Kanan uh, is definitely the, the, the biggest or the biggest candidate for um, sacrificing himself and going beyond or somewhere else with the Force, you know, taking that next step into like that Bendu world that you yeah. you kind of mentioned. Because, you know, Kanan's had a, a great story throughout um, since Disney bought the rights to Star Wars. We've had him in a couple novels. New and Dawn. Had, yeah. yeah, New Dawn. And we had his, his comic when he was The Last Jedi. Basically, yeah. I think they said, or I think was it called the Last Jedi? Last Padawan. Last Padawan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got that, which was a, which was a great arc, great trade to pick up, and then we have this whole other story fleshed out here in Rebels. So I don't think we're going to see him furthermore in any other uh, forms of media. I think this is it for him here, and I think that makes sense. It's a good wrap up for him. Yeah, I agree with you. There's some theory sources there by Mark over at Toxoras about him taking the bearish vow that we've seen in the Vader comics, essentially a Jedi retreating and no longer using violence as a means to an end. But I agree with you. He's again, a huge candidate for a self-sacrifice for the rebellion for Hera in particular. We see them really leaning on that in the trailer. And yeah. I think less of a, of a death, maybe in the physical form, but he's going to become part of a bigger version of the force or 
even the Bendu becoming and taking up a mantle like that, I could really see Kanan doing that. And that's a great way to explain away the fact that there's no true Jedi present beyond A New Hope. So I think that's how they're going to go with that. I agree with you. He's, his narrative or his story is pretty much going to come to a conclusion. But the, the problem, not so much the problem, I guess, but I think they're going to leave a lot of threads dangling in season four. I don't see them actually wrapping it up, even though they get to finish it on their own terms. They're going to yeah. leave things out there. And Kanan, yes, he's going to be physically dead, but he's going to be part of something bigger. So could he pop up down the road? Probably. Yeah, especially going off that trailer too. It looks like his fight's kind of near an end here. Yeah. You know, his fight for, for the rebellion there, the rebels. So yeah, that, the Bendu route there that you mentioned, yeah, it definitely makes sense to me. Something. All right, yeah. so the character that this whole series has been focused in around... Ezra. He's made an appearance in every single episode to date. How do you think they're going to end Ezra's arc here? Or are they going to end Ezra as a character in this final season? Yeah, he's the one guy I really think we could still see somehow pop up on the base screen. I still think this guy could maybe make it through all the way to the end, right up till The Last Jedi. Um, there's a lot that he can offer still. It's just, It's just tricky beating around that point, you know, where... Luke is basically the last one left. But I, again, you know, like Mark mentioned there, he could be off doing that self-exile kind of thing going on. Yeah. So he, he could be. But then again, you know, no spoilers or little spoilers, but not really. Um, the Darth Vader comic, issue six, we do know he's off on that purge and he's he's, he's trying to wipe Jedis. So yeah. he could very easily run into Kanan and Ezra and that could be the end of their story right there. Yeah. So if you just don't know, yeah, uh, Ezra's a tough one, but I really do feel like he's the character that does have enough momentum going where we could see him go further into uh, the saga films. Yeah, I agree with you. I I'd, I'd really, this is probably the toughest one that I had to think about. I don't know what they're going to do with Ezra. Yeah. Um, it's a really tough one because he's a very powerful individual and yeah. they've teased that he could go to the dark side or he's going to stay in the light. He's kind of walked that fine line. And I think at the, with the death of Maul and kind of him coming around somewhat early in season three about not stepping into the dark side, I think they need to finish that. He's got to just plow through with the idea that he is the light. He is a Jedi, but yeah. you see from some of the quotes between him and Kanan in the trailers that they're really starting to question the fight that they're on. And if this is the right fight, this is the right path to that fight. Yeah. So this is, this is interesting. This kind of comes back to the conversation about how the idea of the force, and the idea of the Jedi has evolved quite a bit in rebels. And I think we're going to see a lot of that in Ezra and in Kanan in this season. But where does it leave Ezra at the end of the day? I'm going to have to agree with you. I think he's going to make it out. I don't know how they get around it. Self-exile right. or I don't know. Bearish vow. Is there right. an easy way to get Ezra and remove him from the original trilogy timeline? Probably. So will this character pop back up again? I'm going to say yes. There's going to be another yeah. dangling thread, a season of dangling threads. We're not going to get the end of it as we think we are, I think. It's just going to be Filoni saying, I'm going to tease you with this stuff for later. We'll see what comes down the pipe. Yeah. 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 It's a tough one. It is. And so I think that wraps up our, the main part of the ghost crew here. We touched on Rex and each of the individual characters on the ghost crew, if I'm not mistaken. I hope I'm not leaving anyone out here. <laughs> but you know, AP5. AP5. Yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll make it through. He'll make it through. For sure. For sure. <laughs> and Chopper and Hera, we know. Yeah. Um, the last couple questions here. I got two more before we wrap this, this episode up. I know it's a little bit longer than we intended, but this is kind of getting all our predictions out and on the table. So Lothal, this has been a a planet that this whole series is focusing in and around. 
And there's some hints towards at the start that the emperor had some favor towards Ulthal. Do you think it will be liberated or do you think it will be destroyed? Because we know from the crawl and we know from Rogue One, the Scarif was the first victory of the rebellion. Can they have the battle here that is never going to happen? We had the introduction of the X-Wings and the TIE Defenders and all that. Do you think that this planet will be liberated, destroyed, or where do you think they're going to land with Ezra's home planet here? I think it's going to be liberated. It's going to be. It's going to play a big factor because it's been a, a character you could say since season one. Yeah. And we've been seeing. Um, we, we've basically been seeing the build up and the fall of this planet for the last four seasons. I think this is going to be the season that's going to deliver, um, and 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 showcase that's been liberated. I would say so. Definitely not destroyed. I guess, but for sure yeah. liberated. Yeah. Yeah, I think that they're definitely going to destroy the plant, uh, the Tide Defender plant that Thrawn set up there. Right. But have the planet liberated? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say that no. they're not going to get that first big victory as okay. yeah. the, at the same type or, or level of victory or degree of victory that we see at Scarif. I think there's going to be a small victory here. Just, yeah. just putting those TIE defenders to bed because they never show up. And if they're supposed to be this amazing TIE, they should be all through the original trilogy. So they have to end okay. that there at some point. And I think that's where we're going to get to. But mm-hmm. I think that it's going to be kind of a, a win-loss scenario where they win here, but then they kind of lose the overall battle. And then that's where our characters are going to be essentially divided. And we get to Rogue One or just before Rogue One at this point. Yeah. So, Good call. Yeah, we'll have to see here. And I guess the last thing is, before we get into the very last question here, I forgot to mention up top, but do you think we're going to see the Death Star here in this Ooh. season? Oh, let me see. Where would it be? Well, yeah, definitely be... It really should complete. be done, yeah. It should be pretty much complete at this point. Yeah. Um, I'd say, yeah. I'd say they definitely have to make a a, a little pop-up there. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. I'd I say we'd see it. I think so, too. We get mentioned yeah. from Tarkin in the trailer about the Project Stardust. Yeah. And would it, be, would it be a bad thing to see the Death Star? I don't think so. I think I'd get pretty happy about it. it it'd probably be at the end of the season. Kind of just here's what's coming. And just yeah. a nice tie into Rogue One. I think that's where we're going to go. Because I don't think we're going to get quite to Scarif anymore. But mm-hmm. I do think we're going to see the Death Star towards the end. And just teasing that bridge between Rebels and Rogue One. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And that goes back to, you know, the prediction of Galen showing up. I yeah. think those two go hand in hand. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. And Krennic too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. The last question I have here for our preview episode is when this is all said and done, when we get to episode 15 and the lights drop on Rebels, do you think this is going to lead in or heavily tease another animated series that will be announced later on down the road? Oh, that's tough because, yeah, because, you know, going back to what we said with Ezra, I think he's going to make it out. Could we see him pop up in another animated series or or just whoever? Yeah, and think about Hera Uh, too. And and hair, yeah, exactly. Huh. Yeah, that's tough because I feel like they can go anywhere with animation. Yep. Um, and the last two animations have kind of been, you know, carried on after each other from Clone Wars to Rebels. You really could pick up with those. So uh, I'll, I'll say, yeah, I'll say we'll get some kind of inkling into, into the next series. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I think there's going to be a heavy tease. I don't know if it'd be explicit, but mm-hmm. with whether going with Hera. Her reference in Rogue One, I don't think was an accident. 
Right. I think that they're teasing something bigger. And a theory, again, coming back to Mark, King of Theories over at Talk <laughs> Star Wars, he threw this idea out of this hair as heroes type animated series that takes place between Empire and Return of the Jedi. And they're the ones responsible for stealing the second Death Star plans. I freaking love that. Even if it's something limited, 15, 20 episodes or something that goes to YouTube in the same animation style i would really love to see that and i think they could maybe tease something like that or something further with the character of Hera at the helm of the animated show so it'd be the same animation as rebels or slightly like that or yeah or i think so that? yeah okay cool i like that i like that because you know we haven't really been enough of stuff between empire and no uh, uh return of the jedi they've been you know, pretty sacred with those. So, yeah, you know, I'd like that. I'd like to see something between that. Even a, even a season would be great. Yeah, well, they're saving that time frame for something. Definitely. And what could it be? Could it be an episodic serial TV show? I think so. Yeah. Because then you're not, you're not really stepping on much. So there's definitely another project going on. You could even do that with Hera and have her integrate with the larger rebellion that is Leia and Luke. And Han Solo's Frozen Carbon at this point, Chewbacca, right? So you could work in the original trilogy with these characters like Chopper, with Hera, into the the greater story, into the greater narrative. I think that would be really cool. That would be really cool, especially because, you know, we mentioned a couple episodes back, or maybe not too long ago, but but Luke's growth from episode five to six. So what great way to see that uh, expand more so is an animated series set between that timeline. Yeah, Yeah, it'd be awesome. It hit all of the buttons that we're looking for at this point is get away from that New Hope timeline and do something different and show what's going on with Luke and all that. So I think that's where they're going. I don't know if it will have these characters in it, but definitely they're going to tease something in there. And I'm hoping it's something between episode five and six. Yeah. So. We'll see. Maybe it'll be exclusive to the new Disney stream. That's Get you all on board. Quite possible, because you know right. we're there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Well, we're going to wrap this one up. It's a little longer, like I said, than we usually plan for these to be, but we want to get everything out on the table. And I think we've done that. If we've missed anything, guys, make sure to email us at thenerdrm at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter. Our handles are always at the end of the episode. You can hit us up on YouTube or Facebook, or you can always grab us at thenerdroom.net. Just click Contacts. Thanks for sticking around with us, guys. We've got Star Wars Rebels debuting here on Monday, which is Sunday when we're recording this. So we're going to be coming back to you guys later on in the week. Because it's now on Monday, we have to figure out exactly what our release schedule is going to look like so it doesn't conflict with the Nerd Room or other podcasts where we talk about comic books and movies and all that. So we'll let you guys know. Just follow us on Twitter, and we'll kind of keep you apprised of the situation there. What we're definitely going to be talking about here is a Mandalore, which debuts this Monday. It's an hour-long episode. I'm really looking forward to it. We've got nine episodes that are going to air between now and November 13th. And with the exception of the November 13th episode, every single episode is either an hour long or two back-to-back. So we're going to have a lot to talk about in the next couple of weeks, and we're going to be here doing that each and every week. All right, man. Well... Good luck watching it tomorrow. I cannot wait to discuss this with you. It's going to be an awesome time. Absolutely. Can't wait. Thanks again for tuning in, guys. And uh, excited to take this journey with you all for the final season of Rebels Season 4. It's going to be an emotional one. (laughs) All right, guys. Until later on this week where we're discussing Heroes of Mandalore for Star Wars Rebels Alert, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts, Tim, Troy, and Sunjay on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, and Sunjabby. For more content from The Nerd Room, check out thenerdroom.net. Don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, and YouTube. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find more podcasts in the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Saber, 
Generation X-Wing, Rogue Squadron Podcast, Skyrim's Podcast, and San Diego Sabres. Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SW Commonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.